Um, we, we are fortunate, obviously, as South Africa, that uh, from as early as 1955, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had what we call a lodestar policy document uh, entitled uh, uh, the Freedom Charter, who, amongst others, stated that um, South Africa belongs to all who live in it, black and white. And that really was the inscription note for the freedom struggle uh, in South Africa. And I suppose that ultimately led to the 1960 decision to award uh, Chief Albert Latuli uh, this very uh, August uh, prize uh, as a peace uh, uh, patron. Um, and the subsequent decisions, obviously, um, to award Archbishop uh, Desmond Tutu as a discipline uh, or as a disciple of this uh, August uh, Peace Laureate. Uh, I think it was uh, 1984. Am I correct? Yes, uh, and uh, we were fortunate, obviously, that uh, in Evviet de Klerk and Nelson Mandela, they were joint recipients uh, that kept the peace process going in South Africa. And that broadly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some of the key epochs that defined uh, what is our value system in South Africa. So... When we speak about our foreign policy propositions to the rest of the world, um, one of the key foundation clauses of the Freedom Charter uh, imbues us that there shall be peace and friendship. Uh, and that defines who we are uh, as the world. Uh, in 2020, South Africa's uh, president, President Ramaphosa, was uh, elected for that specific year as the chairperson of the African Union. And our thematic approach uh, was uh, underwritten by that there should be cessation of hostilities in the African continent as preconditions for Africa's own development and for us to ensure that we construct that prosperous, inclusive Africa um, as directed uh, in the 2063 uh, African Agenda. Uh, because why we have said so, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, amongst your 55 African Union states, if there is not a cessation of hostilities, uh, the prosperity of the African continent uh, would not be easily recognized. It is for that reason, if we look at uh, what is happening in the Southern African Development uh, Community, which uh, comprises of 16 uh, states, we have been seized of late with um, a conflict in the, in the country of uh, Mozambique, as uh, both the African Union and as, uh, as, as SADC. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, would appreciate that this conflict actually arose from 2017. Um, 
And one of the key factors which I attribute this conflict to was the uh, discovery uh, of uh, liquid uh, fuel gas in the northern part of Mozambique, which is your capital Gado province. Because before the discovery, there has not been any heightening of hostilities. There has been issues about what I characterize as sometimes interstate uh, challenges because of the religious uh, uh, or differences within the, the area um, where you have a, a, a also a big Muslim uh, community in one of the, 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 the provinces, vice versa, uh, a, 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 a big Christian community, but also there is also what you call the paradigm of development and underdevelopment. Because I think we, we, we were happy as the South African government that uh, under our chairpersonship, uh, as we are speaking, uh, our president uh, Ramaphosa chairs the, the SADC organ, where there has been a consensus uh, and an acceptance that uh, for the cessation of hostilities in, in Mozambique uh, to be realized requires a development uh, dividend. Uh, and we, we are having boots on the ground as SADC. South Africa, of course, it's a, it's a member of the troop uh, contributing countries. Uh, <clears throat> and I can obviously take uh, this August gathering in confidence that we have been making headway um, to bring about, uh, you know, cessation of hostilities, especially in your capital, Cardo province. But some of your insurgency then as part of uh, what we call a, a decoy uh, movement uh, try to then divert uh, our attention to some of the neighboring provinces. Uh, but so far, so good, of course, in terms of uh, of uh, Mozambique, so that is the 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 the, the latest area that, uh, obviously, in terms of what we call armed conflict, uh, we have been seized about. The, the one other area that everyone knows, of course, it's where the biggest UN mission is, uh, with your MONUSCO mission, that's in the Democratic Republic of Congo, the DRC, uh, where the conflict in. In the east, especially in particular your North Kivi uh, province, uh, we have been battling it uh, with the uh, support of the United Nations. Uh, there is a, what we call your Special uh, Force Intervention Brigade. Uh, South Africa is a troop contributing country to that Special uh, Force Inter Intervention Brigade. And what makes it unique, ladies and gentlemen, is it's actually the only offensive instrument currently at the disposal of the United Nations. Um, and we, because of uh, complexities, again, about political economy, because I think you would appreciate that one of your fine minerals that you get in that part of the world, it's uh, called cobalt. Now, cobalt... I don't have to tell Norwegian people of people of Nordics what it means. 
So when you discover, it's almost like what you have discovered in Norway where you discovered gas uh, that ultimately made you to be so prosperous. Uh, so because of that, there has been continuous uh, different uh, challenges that we are faced with. Uh, but I think we, we are committed, obviously, with the UN uh, to continue to work with the AU uh, Peace and Security Council to bring about realization uh, of that type of um, uh, you know conflict in that area. It's obviously not the same place what it has been when a couple of years back a number of neighboring states uh, decided to uh, uh, follow a call by the, the then president. Joseph uh, Kabila to, to intervene in, in the DRC. Uh, our intervention now, it's not at the bilateral level, but at the multilateral level through the subsidiary and complementary role between your UN Security Council and obviously uh, your PSC of the African Union. And I think we appreciate that, uh, you know, uh, that type of a role. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, one of the, the Nobel Prize laureate says, uh, uh, is from Ethiopia. It's uh, very unfortunate, obviously, for the conflict in uh, the northern uh, Tigray region uh, that is taking place as we speak in the subsequent uh, humanitarian crisis. And obviously, the, the, the biggest heartache of the challenges that we're experiencing in Ethiopia is the cleavage as it relates to the cultural and ethnic divisions uh, within, the, uh, within the country. And it holds particular significance because it is the seat of the African Union. So it is the key conversion point, uh, you know, for all of your 55 uh, African states. So we obviously continue to be seized with that. Uh, and support the work of the special envoy of the African Union to bring about a dialogue amongst the different parties in Ethiopia. The concomitant challenges, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, whether you speak about the Great Lakes region, whether you speak about the Sahel, it's obviously what we have identified as a key area of concern is the multiplicity of uh, foreign actors, both state and non-state, uh, in fueling the conflict in Africa, especially in the Great Lakes and the Sahel region. Um, what obviously it's a very emotional issue still for South Africa is uh, when we were part of the, like Norway is, uh, Today, uh, having been elected as a non-permanent member of the UN Security Council, we were at a particular point in time in history also part of the UN Security Council. And it was on that occasion that uh, a decision entitled the 1973 decision was taken to impose a no-fly zone uh, in the skies of Libya, and that decision ultimately was then utilized um, for the 
imposition of a different government in, in Libya and the ultimate, <coughs> what we call, assassination of the Libyan leader, Colonel uh, Gaddafi at that time. And because of that experience, South Africa has been quite reluctant, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, generally support language and taxes that would fuel further hostilities and conflict elsewhere in the world. And we'll come, obviously, to the latest decision um, as it relates to the uh, crisis in the, uh, in the Black Sea in particular. Uh, but what we obviously and will continue to canvas um, is in particular, for example, the challenges, the Middle East peace process. I think we hold, continue to hold the view that the key variable to bring about uh, a, a lasting Middle East peace process in accordance to the 1993 Oslo Peace Accord um, between Israel and Palestine is increase and fortify dialogue amongst the parties that are party of the conflict. Because our, our belief, obviously, is that you, we, we need to guarantee the continued and secured existence of the state of Israel. But that secured and independent cohabitation should be with the independent uh, secured state of Palestine. And that is what the, the Oslo Peace Accords also subscribe to us. Uh, and when we look at the challenges between in, in the Western Sahara, between the Kingdom of uh, uh, Morocco uh, and the people of the Arab Republic of Sahari, we, what we are saying, the matter about self-determination is a non-negotiable issue. And that's why South Africa, for example, support the work of the UN, uh, UN's uh, Secretary General Special Envoy to bring about um, an ultimate solution to the challenges that we face with uh, in, in that part of the world. Uh, and that is also what informs, for example, uh, our positions uh, on matters such as, for example, uh, Cuba, as it relates to unilateral sanctions, uh, 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 you know, imposed by the by the United States, because it is of our view that it is a bilateral uh, restraint that I impose from one country in the form, for example, of the United States of America against Cuba, and it is not underpinned by a multilateral uh, 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 um, support, because we, we do believe as South Africa that your primary organization, uh, that, that Caranto World Peace and Security, uh, should be your United uh, Nations, and in particular, your UN Security Council reform. Now, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, the current conflict <coughs> that has uh, <clears throat> been fueled by the decision of Russia to uh, have boots on the ground in, in the Ukraine is a rather unfortunate decision. 
And our policy position in South Africa is quite clear, where we have called for immediate cessation of hostilities. We have called for the immediate withdrawal uh, of Russia uh, from uh, the U Ukraine. But we have also subsequently called for the United Nations, its Secretary General and the UN Security Council to exercise uh, their responsibility. Now, what we are having, ladies and gentlemen, it's a method that we have consistently raised in South Africa, is that we are not going to be able to guarantee lasting peace and security in the world up until we substantively have engaged on the reform of the United Nations Security Council. Up until the 15 members, for example, of the UN Security Council, both your E10 and your P5 has an equal vote um, and not a, a veto power, we'll continue to have this type of challenges. Because, for example, ordinarily there should not be one country uh, with the authority to do a veto vote. There should not be, as it relates to an international conflict. It should be uh, through uh, a decision of a majority, and that is what we are subscribing to as South Africa through our own decisions uh, of the what we call our Eswalweni uh, consensus and the Surti Declaration, which actually is the repository of the common African position as it relates to the UN Security Council. So this particular conflict actually have identified where the crisis is in terms of the multilateral uh, formations of the, of the UN Security Council. Secondly, ladies and gentlemen, we have obviously called that apart from the withdrawal of the Russian uh, 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 troops uh, in Ukraine. We have also recalled or made a passionate plea that there should be an immediate ceasefire that should be accompanied by, amongst others, substantive discussions on what we call the security guarantees uh, that has been requested uh, by, by the Russian Federation. Those security guarantors, ladies and gentlemen, has been fortified in what we call the Minsk agreements. If you can recall with your Minsk one agreement, uh, it, uh, nothing significant has been done, and there was then the conclusion of your Minsk two agreement. And your key structure at that particular time was your Normandy uh, format, which amongst others had Ukraine, it had Russia, it had France, it had Germany, that were supposed to have provided stewardship uh, so that there was not ever going to be an increase of hostilities, such as currently what we are having. And of course, you had your Organization for Cooperation uh, uh, and Security of Europe that was part of the panel holders in terms of that conflict. And our submission in South Africa is, of course, that... Uh, there must be an immediate reflection in regards to those matters that is concerned, why the, the agreements has not hold, um, and what precipitated uh, the decision 
of of Russia then to uh, put the troops uh, on the on the uh, territorial uh, 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 independent uh, uh, Ukraine, uh, their soil, and and I thought that it's quite important that we look at that issues uh, because whether we speak about the 1962 missile crisis that was generated uh, in Cuba. It was a debate about security guarantors. Today we speak about uh, the, this very unfortunate situation uh, that uh, is taking place, uh, uh, you know, in in Ukraine. Uh, and one of the key reasons is that the guarantors, as it relates to, for example, the broader the uh, you know characteristics and features as, as of NATO as an ever-increasing and expanding uh, organization are being brought to the fore. As I conclude, ladies and gentlemen, look, South Africa has always regarded uh, the multilateral system and the global governance uh, uh, formations as your key instruction point. Uh, as it relates to peace and security issues is concerned. And at no stage uh, should any country impeach on the sovereignty of another state. At no stage should any country impeach on the territorial integrity of another state. And at no stage should there be a constellation of interest, ladies and gentlemen, that fuels uh, conflict. Um, through its expanding nature. And we, we thought it's quite important that in as much as we would want to discuss uh, our foreign policy objectives as it relates to the peace and security architect, we also use this as an opportunity to take uh, the August uh, audience uh, into confidence on all those matters. Thank you very much.